0: Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and the reason that I'm always having to think about the Roman Empire, Anna <laughs> Domini. Anna, how are you doing I today? I don't
1: think I've been anyone's Roman Empire so far, so I'm thrilled.
0: You've been no one's Roman Empire? <laughs> what does that even <laughs> like
1: mean? Like, I, I don't even know where it came from, but someone was like, oh, the Roman Empire, I think about Somebody it Somebody put the time. it on Twitter. But yeah, it was on Twitter, and, and then so people are like, this is my Roman Empire roman empire and it will just be like some conspiracy theory or like a oh, deep right. dive into some fan fiction
0: but like yeah this is that was the thing on twitter where like people were like men are yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. thinking about the roman empire i was like i'm never thinking about the roman empire and then i was like oh wait no i have a podcast <laughs> that makes me think about the roman empire a lot actually I see. it comes up quite a bit in my day-to-day life or at least bi-weekly or monthly, monthly. Yes. anna we're back we
1: are back and <laughs> nothing be... has changed same faces, same voices, same format. New year, nah, same nah. us. That's the tagline.
0: Well, you know, I think we've it why mess with perfection? I mean, I think that's what most people But would isn't say. the whole
1: point of the podcast is that we're on a quest to discover perfection?
0: No, no, we're not. We're not after perfection. We're just trying to find out what it means to be good. And that is a long and grinding, arduous task. I
1: guess that's it's, not the same as perfection. You know, there's
0: the Buddhist maxim, you know, that's like, you know, before you're enlightened, you have to chop wood and carry water. And after you're enlightened, you still have to chop wood and carry <laughs> water. You know, it's that's the thing. The hard work never oh, ends. Good. You know, it's just... <laughs>
1: Just apparently the suffering does somehow. It's just,
0: it's, it's worthwhile, right. you know?
1: You're selling it. It's much more fun to it's listen to suffering. than to, to make, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I know. I listen to it all the time. until I get to sleep at night. But Anna, in the intervening months, well, you haven't been feeling well. No. You're feeling better now, though, right?
1: I am feeling somewhat better. Yeah, I'm on a clinical trial, and it seems to be working, she says, like, cautiously. So, yeah, yeah I'm now more energetic than i was but i'm still like getting out of breath doing things that you shouldn't get out of breath doing right less sad about it i guess (laughs) less hopeless all
0: right that's you know little victories everywhere well it's again it's it's the same thing with our quest it's incremental improvement well
1: that's it it's like better means better than yesterday not Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely healed kind of thing
0: if you're better than yesterday every day then one day
1: i'll get there but yeah over christmas we had a family event every day for about 10 days and they were all over the country and i managed to do a family event every day for 10 days without dying so (laughs) or even like having a severe crash so that's a good sign that my stamina is getting a bit closer yeah. to what it used to. I don't be. even think I could do that. Frankly. <laughs> Especially not your family Anna. <laughs>
0: yeah, well oh, yeah, there's that too. They sound like I don't know, a bunch of Anna well, Domini. Only the good ones. So so Anna. <laughs> yeah. So Anna, have you done anything saintly or experienced anything miraculous uh, since we last Well. Played?
1: I mean, it has been a while. You'd think there'd be something. As I mentioned, the clinical trial, that's pretty miraculous. Like, when I was going through all the long COVID clinics, and they were like, what do you want out of this? And I'd be like, to not be fatigued all the time. And they'd be like, well... My life back! And they'd be like, well, we can't just wave a magic wand. Like, someone actually said that to me. I was like, isn't that what medicine
0: is? (laughs) What a a terrible attitude. Be like, well, I'd like to be better. Oh, you entitled (laughs) bitch!
1: Pretty much. What do you want
0: out of medicine?
1: (laughs) Wellness? Health, get out of here.
0: <laughs> Don't you know this is a money-making yeah. operation?
1: Well... <laughs> But yeah, so I would say that getting science in me every day has had a, a miraculous effect on my energy levels, which is great. And also, just That's found great. out today, I got a job. So
0: <laughs> someone wants
1: to hire this rotting bag of flesh. That's and right. uh, yeah, it's very nice. And it's, uh, I, it may well be that I encounter more miracles because the job that I got is I'm going to be an administrator for a Christian interfaith charity. Uh, tackling climate Mm. change so yeah miracles from from all kinds of religions yeah and it'll Mm. take a miracle to tackle climate change exactly so maybe (laughs) I can help make that happen so yeah it's gonna be one day a week split into two half days to start with so very gentle I shouldn't have told you that because you'll be like oh great you'll have time to do the podcast (laughs) so now you have
0: income and you have time to do the podcast this is great so (laughs) anyway yes
1: so job and science were my miracles and now I have a whole month to collect another one so bought myself Good some luck time. With that. <laughs> what about you?
0: I'd like to point out, well I don't know, we, we've Are been off I was Are going to so say
1: attending the party I threw was you being saintly? Because that was would be rude. rather
0: generous of my, me, you know, my time is precious. <laughs> oh but you know I want to point out like a miraculous thing that I saw in the interim while we were off, I don't know, I forget why but I was looking around, I was googling around about the podcast and and or something or I got I got directed to some website that had a review <laughs> were you on it.
1: <laughs> replace. replacement podcast hosts.com is that yeah. what you were doing your research <laughs> I was yeah I
0: was, uh, how to get, to get
1: yeah. a new best friend oh, Whatever. I already
0: got a best friend his name is Andy he lives in Seattle. Oh
1: right. Good for you. Uh, he goes to a different school. I don't
0: know. I found a review that I hadn't seen before. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. It was a really glowing review and I sent it to you and it was really... uh, I can't believe you, you were reluctant to do the podcast after you're saying how nice this review was. I'm but fairly
1: th- sure I'd agreed to do it again before you sent that to me. That was just the icing I know, but I thought you'd
0: be like, wow, now I really want to just... Oh it's right. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, this is uh we got with this review, it's from somebody named Evan A1.
1: Yeah, so shout out to yeah, you shout out
0: to you, Evan, because this is a really beautiful review and I really appreciate it. And if people want to leave more reviews, it does really make us feel good <laughs> we're a small operation, so every really yeah. little review is nice. But he said it's the best podcast I ever came across. That's the headline.
1: That's it, <laughs> and right it there. Five that. stars.
0: He says, I've been a Roman Catholic for twenty two years of my life now. I'm a folk Catholic with a big veneration. For saints i came across this podcast a few months ago and i'm still listening to it whenever i can i work a cleaning job in the morning from 4 a.m so this is my floor mop podcast thanks for fun. we hope that we're there with you cleaning them floors I've, I've been there buddy hey
1: if we make the daily grind of getting up to clean floors at 4 a.m better yeah. i i would like to be more people's floor cleaning that's right
0: podcast. i feel good about that i mean this is really nice i mean it makes you feel like wow we're we're like out there like i don't know hopefully we're with you folks when you're doing something boring. Boring or you know, enjoying your day or something, or you know, I'm thank you for letting us be part of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I'm, good I'm to be
1: associated that... with good memories, but also to be associated with the thing that makes the bad memories more bearable. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: So we hope that we're getting everybody through their floor mopping, whatever that might yeah.
1: be. Go on, continue, because it gets better. But it gets
0: long. Yeah, it's like a whole paragraph, really. Right? I don't want. Maybe I shouldn't read the whole thing. No, well, maybe I not. Know, it was... M-
1: maybe read the second half next time, or, or <laughs> leave it. Anyway, he
0: says it's a good way to start the day, learning about a great person, also in a comedic way. I even told my priest of my church that I came across this podcast where they present it in a modern, funny way, other than the traditional boring way of giving (laughs) facts about saints and asking you to follow it. And he went, oh, (laughs) fair fair response from a member of the clergy. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, literally, we're teaching them priests how to do their job. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's like, wait, these people, we're trying to hone in on my business. (laughs) When anybody tells you about a podcast, I think, oh, is a perfectly reasonable response to any podcast (laughs) that anybody tells you about. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah. And I think that's the most you could possibly uh, get. (laughs) Oh, that's on. I'll check that That out. That checks out with your
1: experience of telling people about your favorite podcasts. About any podcast, including on this show. Like, you have definitely told me about podcasts before. (laughs) I've been like, oh. But yeah. no, that's it's so nice because when you said, "Oh, we got a review from a Catholic," I was like, "Oh God, we <laughs> this is going to make me feel like a terrible person." Because we got some not... emails
0: from some other Catholics. Yeah, and they were not pleasant.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very it's it's very forgiving and Christian of Evan to um to interpret this in such a kind and generous way. And uh, yeah, yeah, we love he you. Says Evan.
0: great job, guys. Keep it up. Love from Brisbane thank oh, you evan awesome
1: international it's, yeah evan.
0: that's very nice that's like yeah that's so sweet and anyways but it was just nice it's from a little while ago but i for some reason missed it uh before this normally i'm i'm constantly searching the internet for praise <laughs> and so this was a real pleasant surprise so you
1: still haven't got a job yet then <laughs> no no no
0: but i'm working on it but yeah so that was nice uh if you guys want to leave if anybody wants to leave a review yeah
1: please really do it makes, Let us our, know. makes our year that made our yeah, 2023. it really
0: did. It was really like, maybe this whole crazy project is worth it. <laughs> but yeah, let us know how we're helping you get through the day. Because, you know, it's nice.
1: Yeah, please, please tell us about the horrible things you have to do <laughs> yeah. while you listen to this.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so Anna, yeah. today is January. January.
1: Today is January. <laughs> today <This> is January.
0: <laughs> yes. uh, today is January 29th when it comes out. Right. We're on a monthly format now. Yes. So, but who is this, who's today's saint?
1: Today's saint is this month's saint.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And his day is, in fact, the 5th of January. So we're giving you oh. plenty of notice to prepare for celebrating him next year. It is, it's a big one. You may have heard of him Edward the Confessor. I must confess. Have you haven't. I haven't.
0: Don't, I, I haven't no.
1: uh, well, maybe.
0: This sounds very British. Is this person British? He
1: is. And yeah. he was the last or the second last king of England before 1066. Oh, okay. So, like, the whole Norman Conquest could argue was his fault, yeah. sort of, but also not. <laughs> didn't
0: do much to stop that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was not the miracle. Was <laughs> not avoiding the whole conquest. No, but didn't.
0: so he's a English king. So probably yeah. a great dude. I'm gonna yeah. say
1: very humble. Right. Humble means
0: probably did a bunch of like great humble beginnings. Gentle, I think, is yeah. probably a word that we'll be using a lot to re- describe Edward <laughs> yes. the Confessor. Is that yeah. That pair, cool.
1: Well, confessor actually, it doesn't mean what I think you think it means, which is someone who did loads of bad shit and and just had to keep going to confession.
0: Yeah, um, like this guy again. Oh my god, what did you? You were in here like three hours ago. What could you have possibly done? And then he goes, "Oh man." Well, I am a king.
1: To... I just invaded yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: it's like the atrocities really pile up, so I have to keep going.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. Like when you're a king, I guess the good deeds can have bigger ramifications, but so can the, the sins right? but yeah so he's called Edward the Confessor because he was considered saintly but he wasn't martyred so a confessor is that kind of saint I see. basically. So what were yeah. his dates? His dates were approximately 1003 and we'll get into that until the 5th of January um, 1066. Oh wow we know
0: the uh well, yeah I guess we would know the exact date
1: we, we know the exact date of his death but not his oh, okay. birth He is thought to have been born sometime between 1000 2003 and 1005 because in 1005 he was recorded as a witness to two charters so oh. he had to at least have been born but apparently notaries were much younger in those days so yeah. you could get a, a two-year-old to witness say, your charters um,
0: yeah i don't know I, like and so we need you to co-sign on this uh yeah <laughs> toddler <laughs> to just
1: just dribble on that spot It'll yeah. do. So, well, that's basically the first evidence of his existence. Okay, um, was him witnessing the charter. But yeah. he was the seventh son of Ethelred the Unready. Um, and <laughs> he
0: wasn't even ready by the time the seventh one came along. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: okay. He, I guess by that point, he was Ethelred the kind of used to it by now.
0: Yeah, he's like, okay, this is the same old kind yeah. Of business. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? I don't understand. You keep popping them out.
0: <laughs> you promised me the last one was the last one, and. No, now there's a seven one. I really am not prepared <laughs> for this.
1: <laughs> so it was actually... Edward was actually his first son by his second wife, Emma of Normandy. Oh, okay. So in fact, he had, yeah, six... But he had first son possibly. by the second
0: wife. Wait, but did he have daughters? First time he was five, the maybe...
1: seventh. Oh, that's true. He was the seventh son, so he, he had seventh... six half brothers. Oh wait, so there's... who knows how many half sisters? No, they
0: didn't make the. They didn't make the count. Yeah, they never count. Can we count the sisters up there underneath the stairs or something? I forget where we put them.
1: <laughs> Quite. He was actually born in Islip, which, uh, if you're a nerd who gets the train between Oxford and London. You will know that that is in Oxfordshire. Is it? I get the uh, I get yeah, the train between
0: um, Oxford and London. I never knew that.
1: Well, it's the it's between Oxford Parkway and Bista Village. Oh, so I never take you that. You probably train. don't go that way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I usually close my eyes between cities when I'm on the train. I just don't even want to think about the fact that people live outside of city. It really hurts my brain. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Gosh, I learned so much fascinating fascinating psychological quirks. So
0: when I'm on the train and I just look out the window and there's like just a farmhouse up on a hill somewhere and I'm like, how? Why? <laughs> Who? What well, that was probably I slip. To yeah, be maybe fair. that was Islip. Like the... slip. I was. I don't yeah, know. I was
1: just... Not every train stops there because see, quite that's the thing. I'm like, but
0: it just it just breaks on or just like I don't get it. I'll never get it. Well, I don't hey. know how people live that way.
1: <laughs> they have a train station there, and they're like hundreds of years older than the whole country that you're from. So I Whatever. think it's an inferiority thing.
0: <laughs> they're older. What does that accomplish? I mean, like
1: I don't know. Okay, look, it's it's just a common insult that we have over you guys that like all your old stuff is younger than so we're a superpower stuff. <laughs> okay well anyway Just <laughs> whatever edward had one full brother alfred and a sister god
0: sorry what happened there
1: presumably when they went to the register office either ethelred or emma sneezed when she yeah. was trying to say what the kid's <laughs> I name I was, was. That, yeah, so.
0: sorry can't take it back yeah that's uh, <laughs> i asked you to say the name and then you did that and i i that's just Your the rule it's final yeah it's final sorry
1: <laughs> look this two-year-old who's witnessing this thing has already signed it so (laughs) just got to accept it in charters edward was always listed behind his older half brothers showing that he ranked Mm, beneath them so you snooze you lose and he snoozed and wasn't born until six brothers down it's his
0: own fault for not being born earlier right yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, during his childhood, Edward was the target of Viking raids and invasions. Sorry, England.
0: <laughs> Wait, Edward was? Like, just like, no.
1: why are these Vikings... What do they got against me? It, I'm only the seventh born. Yeah, come I'm on. I'm not important.
0: All I ever do is co sign documents, <laughs> and then suddenly I'm, I'm the guy that Vikings want to get.
1: Literally, Vikings, stop shooting the messenger. Yeah. During... Edward's childhood, England mm-hmm. was the target of Viking raids. It was a misleading sentence construction. That was the problem there. Right. Um, <laughs> during Edward's childhood, England was the target of Viking raids and invasions <laughs> under Swain Forkbeard oh. and his son
0: Knute. I, w- oh, I want to hear more about Swain Forkbeard and Knute. <laughs> they sound like they were fun
1: adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They were vegetarians, pacifists, and uh, <laughs> really? would never mm-hmm. hurt a fly. No, oh, Matthew, nice. that was, that was me doing a bit so following swain's seizure of the throne which meant he seized the throne not that he had a seizure on it in 1013 emma so edward's Mm mum fled to normandy followed sooner soon by edward and alfred his younger brother and then by Ethel. wait
0: a minute wait a minute so she fled yeah, and then she's like yeah, send the kids along later yeah, yeah whatever no rush on that I'll just be down in Normandy yeah
1: and then and then presumably Ethelred's like hey where's my wife gone and follows soon yeah. after Swain died in February 1014 and the leading Englishman invited Ethelred back on the condition to, that he would rule more justly than before
0: oh okay so Ethelred was the king yeah this, this sport he ran be- away yeah he ran away from the Vikings the Viking guy died died and they were like well you can come back and be king but you can't be as big a dick as you were before yeah (laughs) why why would you Um, do that
1: (laughs) well i guess maybe the viking king was that bad that they were like okay fine we'll let you have another stab at this they could have literally gotten anybody at that point right (laughs) well that's true but i mean you know the the hereditary side of it and the the divine right and all that but why
0: didn't canute become the king
1: Please you're you're jumping with gun Okay, here. okay
0: sorry
1: <laughs> So, Ethelred agreed, sending Edward back with his ambassadors, hmm. and then he died in April 1016, oh. and was succeeded by Edward's older half-brother, Edmund Ironside. Which, yeah. by the way, if your older brother is called Edmund and you're called Edward, that really does suggest that your dad does not care that much about yeah. you.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was at seven kids. Yeah, yeah,
1: running out of ideas. So, Edmund Ironside carried on the fight against Swain's son, oh, okay. There you uh,
0: go. I was worried about him. I was like, what happened to this? Kid. What happened? Little to canoe? This
1: guy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's such a cute little bugger. Just run around a little, little cute canoe. That's what they called him.
1: I don't think that's what anyone called him. Oh. I mean, his dad was called Forkbeard for God's sake. Because he was a stylish <laughs> guy. He
0: had a cool beard that he like. He probably did the braids, the double braids. Yeah. Thing. Whatever.
1: If, if he was around today, he'd, I'm sure he'd open a coffee shop. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, a craft brewery. Yeah.
1: According to Scandinavian tradition, Edward fought alongside Edmund, but as he was only 13 <laughs> at most right. at the time, the story uh. is disputed.
0: <laughs> just like he was like the. Water boy, like, can I get you anything? No? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be back here. Let me know if you need another drink.
1: Again, maybe the the similar names cause confusion as well. Like, oh my God, Ed just killed that I guy. Maybe it was just
0: a tougher time. At thirteen, you were you were a child soldier. Out on the yeah. front
1: lines, down the mines, or on the battlefields—those exactly. were your only choices. A hard,
0: hard life, you know.
1: In the past, Edmund died in November 1016, and Knut became the undisputed oh. king. So Edward then went again into exile with his brother and sister. Mm. But then, plot twist: oh. a year later, his mum married Knut. What, canute. what a little Knut! Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he's king now. He's right, king right, canute. right. So, yeah. um, king you know. But but yeah, it seems like a bit of a cougar move because Ethelred was in the generation above. You know, well, like
0: Canute killed the other son, but that wasn't her son, right? Ed- uh, Edwin, right? Edwin. Ed-
1: <laughs> it just says he died. <laughs> no suspicious uh, okay. circumstances at all. Just natural causes. In the same year, Knut had Edward's last surviving elder half-brother, Edwig, executed. Um,
0: Wait, there was an Edwig? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Edwig, Edward, and Edmund. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, just goes to show how Ethelred was really unready, because he hadn't had time to yeah. think of better names. Hmm. So... Edward then spent a quarter of a century in exile, mainly probably in Normandy, although there's no evidence of his location until the early 1030s. So he he went underground. He was said to have developed an intense personal piety during this period, although Mm. modern historians regard this as a product of the later medieval campaign for him to be made a saint.
0: Right. I was going to say he's he's probably just like living it up. He's just well, he
1: is he is exiled. That's kind of hardship, I guess.
0: (laughs) Is it? It sounds like it's. I mean, it's probably like. Guy exile, right?
1: like, <laughs> well, exiles. I mean, Normandy is not, like, a super nice bit of France. It's not like Cannes. <laughs> I suppose it's yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm sure Normandy's so, nice. But,
1: yeah, you can imagine, like, especially a kid in England in, like, 1,000 years after Jesus. Like, most people would be, like a trip to france very exciting right
0: but i mean like if he's only known england and then he's known normandy normandy's definitely a step up from england you don't need to tell him about like don't tell him about the south of france he's like he's like the weather here is such a step up oh my gosh i can't imagine it gets any better than this and they're like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't don't worry about it this is the best that you're gonna see do not tell him about the mediterranean <laughs> i will murder you <laughs> he Perfect. is so happy yeah here. you're right i think
1: that's how it went down
0: <laughs> but yeah he was probably just like hanging out in normandy drinking wine
1: <laughs> eating, uh, cheese. eating big
0: bags of meat <laughs> yeah. or something i don't know yeah doing like Fun doing stuff. doing princey stuff exactly he was just like a prince with no responsibilities anyways
1: to be fair it was a bit like you, you know when we had to go into lockdown and everyone was like my freedoms are being taken away and it's like just watch netflix like it's not that yeah. bad specific that specifically aimed at the the people who could just watch netflix right i was like, gonna say unless yeah, you're like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a medical or, you know like yeah, a frontline okay. worker or okay like, fine who's,
0: <laughs> whose loved one is sick and you can't see them but, but you know otherwise yeah it's pretty great time
1: right <laughs> listen nuance isn't funny
0: i i remember on the oxford facebook group which is just a a wretched hive of scum and villainy yeah uh somebody posted like oh this is great this time that was just like like people are cooking dinner and spending time with their family and not yeah i don't know blah 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 like Like, and i was just like dying i just wrote underneath it i just wrote fuck you did you get kicked uh, out that was I was deleted. Yes, I, was, I was I was banned from that group for a little bit. But I really wanted, what I was like, in retrospect, I was like, oh, I really should have shared one of those articles that was like, doctors in New York are killing yeah. themselves. And I was like, which like, is like the comment, like, yeah, it is a great time to be alive, <laughs> isn't it? So he's hanging out in Normandy. Yeah.
1: Uh, living it up in blissful ignorance of the existence of the South. Edward appeared to have a slim prospect of acceding to the English throne during this time because his ambitious yeah. mother was more interested in supporting half a knut, her son with knut. Makes ah, more sense. It
0: was just one half of a Knut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it means Knut Junior in Danish.
0: Maybe we'll never know.
1: But you know, you, you know the the concept of like a face only a mother could love. It's like in this case, it's like a, a level of it just just makes me think like how confident would Edward have been in his own ruling abilities if his mum was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> not you.
0: <Yeah>. Like <laughs> she's like she's like I'm back in a winning yeah. horse. She's like, look, here's here's the thing. You guys tried getting the throne one way through combat. That. I'm trying
1: a different tack.
0: <laughs> so far, it's working, and so I don't, I don't think I think I'm gonna keep on backing this horse.
1: <laughs> By backing, never mind.
0: So Edward's just and Francis is just like, well, never be king, but got kind of got some money, yeah. so you know <laughs> and there was a really good exchange rate at be... that point so oh, probably, yeah.
1: Knut died in 1035 and was succeeded by Hartha Knut sorry I should articulate that more because it's not Hartha Knut <laughs> as you thought it's Hartha Knut Arthur? Like, like Arthur Knut, oh, Arthur yeah. Knut. Okay, <laughs> Hartha Knut succeeded him as king of Denmark it's unclear whether he intended to keep England as well but he was defending his position in Denmark and therefore unable to come to England to assert his claim to the throne.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you have Denmark, do you really need England? <laughs> well, again, the I mean... weather,
1: I would say marginally better over here, actually, because Denmark's a bit further north. I
0: suppose, but I've been to Denmark. It's a really yeah, nice place.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I'm i am sure that all the things that make Denmark great now, like, you know, their socialist policies, <laughs> probably weren't in place back all then.
0: Right, whatever you want to believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was therefore decided that his elder half-brother, Harold Harefoot, should act as regent. <laughs> (laughs) Now, in my research, I've had to go through and add the word Harefoot after Harold because there's another Harold that comes later and it gets very confusing. So I'm just going to call him Harefoot. Okay. from now on. The idea was that Hereford would act as regent while Emma held Wessex on Harthacnut's behalf. Okay. So in 1036, Edward and his brother Alfred separately came to England. Okay. So I guess they saw their chance despite the fact that their mum was not supporting their claims. at all. Well, I guess she was Alfred's. So they, yeah, she was Alfred's mum as well. Did
0: they run into each other in England and they were like, oh, I didn't know you, <laughs> you were coming to Oh, you didn't tell me that. Oh, we could have come together. Why did we get a carpool?
1: Again, I guess a, a sign of their Regal lifestyle. That, that why take one shared boat when you could take two private boats. You Where are you
0: been? I was in the south of France. Oh, what's that like?
1: <laughs> uh... It's all right, you know. <laughs> but um... Mom
0: told me not to tell you what south France is like. Oh, okay. Yeah, this mm. Emma is all right
1: bitch. <laughs> Alfred was captured by Godwin, Earl oh, of Wessex, no. who turned him over to uh... Hereford. Hereford had al- wait,
0: but wasn't wasn't his mom in charge of Wessex?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess she wasn't that in charge. I guess not. She was Queen Regent of Wessex and then the Earl of Wessex was the Earl. I don't know. Okay. England Anyways, was so she... kind of separate things in some ways.
0: So she's he's turned over to Hereford. Hereford. Hereford.
1: But yeah, so Alfred was captured by the Earl of Wessex, Godwin. He turned him over to Hereford. Mm-hmm and Harefoot had Alfred blinded by forcing red-hot pokers into his eyes to make him unsuitable Mm. for kingship. (laughs) Which is like, Uh. can't roll now because you can't see!
0: (laughs) Oh, I wish you could roll, but uh, unfortunately no eyes, so... (laughs) Too bad, huh? <laughs> Shame about it. that. Shame about your eyes.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd support you, but, uh, you know, it says here, you got to have eyes. So, too bad. Yeah,
0: I don't make the rules. I mean, you can see it right here. Well, you can't see it, but it's written down here, I promise.
1: <laughs> Alfred died soon after as a result of his wounds. No. <laughs> I guess you'd lose a lot of blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you lose a lot of everything if you get poker shot in your eyes. Like, Yeah, pretty grim. <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, if the guy doing the poker stabbing is not, like, experienced at it... <laughs>
1: (laughs) get infected
0: yeah you're gonna get a couple you're gonna get a little brain in there i mean you gotta know when to like the key to to the poker stabbing it's to know when to
1: apologies if you ever listen to this podcast while eating i'm sure you won't anymore yeah sorry but
0: you know if you're mopping a floor you're like this is pretty
1: good (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah a bit of brain i saw a bit of that (laughs) here last week i hope this is
0: i don't know what he mopped. but anyways like yeah i was like yeah this is better than what i was just mopping (laughs) up so (laughs) Who knows? Um, I hope it. I hope it is. I hope it's not that. Yeah, was, especially because
1: Evan be. sounds like a really nice guy. So I. I hope you're you're having to mop floors in like a school and not a yeah. place where there would be brain on the floor.
0: <laughs> not an abattoir. Yeah, or a <laughs> hospital. <laughs>
1: Edward is said to have fought a successful skirmish near Southampton and then retreated back to Normandy. So I guess uh, Alfred did keep the secret of the South of France, took it to the Uh grave. So in 1037, Uh Harefoot was accepted as king. And the following year, he expelled Emma, who retreated to Uh Bruges, not Normandy. (laughs) Again, just
0: like, oh, hey, mom, you can crash in my place.
1: That's okay. I want to check out uh, Belgium, actually. I
0: heard Bruges is very nice. In fairness, it is. Oh, is it? Is it
1: nice? I'll come join you then. No, no, no. Normandy is no, 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 not no. as good as Normandy oh, for I sure. I can say the weather here? not nice nice. You really,
0: you really lucked out with the weather in Normandy, so yeah. why don't you just hang out there? And, Perfect um, sweet spot.
1: Yeah. You don't need to go any further north, west, east, or south.
0: Feel free to correspond with me as much or as little as you want.
1: <laughs> that too, you know, you can little, just... yeah. Yeah. But she then summoned Edward and demanded his help for half Canute, but he refused because he had no resources to launch an invasion, and he disclaimed any interest for himself so in wait the so
0: Harefurt became king, yeah, so now he took the country over from half Canute, yeah Arthur Canute, so now she's trying to use Edward to get England back, yeah. for her husband, okay, yeah. half the mm.
1: his position in Denmark now secure, was planning an invasion, but Harefurt then died. <laughs> In oh, 1040.
0: Problem solved.
1: And so, yeah, Harthacnut was able to cross unopposed with I... his mother to take the English throne. So
0: Canute is back in the...
1: On the English throne. So England. he's king of England and Denmark okay. at this point.
0: Great gig. <laughs> well,
1: you say that. <laughs> But one year later, Arthur Canute invited Edward back to England, probably as his heir, because he knew he didn't have long to live. So ruling two oh. countries apparently just knocks the wind out of your sails.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Edward was sworn in as king alongside Arthur Canute. <laughs> But a diploma issued by Harthacnut in 1042 describes him as the king's brother. (laughs) The king's brother? I I guess they were half-brothers. Anyway, so following Harthacnut's death Uh, on the 8th of June 1042, very specific. It's weird that they can document exactly when people died, but not, not the year that they were born. Uh, anyway
0: I mean when they die that's the important thing because well, that's when you that's, get a new king yeah, you true. gotta go find a new king whereas I guess you don't succeed
1: until uh, quite a bit after you're born so yeah. following Harthacnut's death Godwin who'd been the Earl of Wessex mm-hmm. and was apparently mm-hmm. the most powerful of the English earls supported Edward who succeeded to the throne so finally at okay. the age of maybe th- up to 40 he got there good for
0: him he's doing better than King Charles it took him 70 <laughs> some years to get to that throne in
1: terms <laughs> of it, I don't know what the the life expectancy would have been in those times so maybe relatively he's also like 78 you know um, I mean
0: he lived to be 60 some yeah. so you know, pretty good.
1: <laughs> so the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle describes the popularity he, enjo- he enjoyed at his accession as, before he brackets was buried, all the people chose Edward as king in London, which, fairly sure that's not how monarchy works, but uh, there we go.
0: Isn't it kind of how monarchy works? It's like, people don't agree you're the king then you're not the king anymore? Yeah, but it's only like, like... certain people. <laughs> I guess so.
1: Edward was crowned at Winchester Cathedral, the royal seat of the West Saxons, on Easter Sunday, 3rd oh of April 1043 so edward complained that his mother had done less for him than he wanted before he became king and also afterwards which i oh, think is pfft. a fair assessment which i
0: mean like wait so emma wasn't even on board once he was the king like <laughs> sounds like it yeah it's like she's the mother of the king like she can't be like yeah i'm with you yeah. now son i was always behind
1: classic hard to please parent you know it's like yeah. what do you she's want from a... me i'm now the king <laughs> It's like yeah, yeah but i actually wanted you to be a doctor so you let yeah. me know because
0: yeah. she could have been like oh i've been working Behind the scenes, mm. making sure that you became the king. All yeah, right.
1: she she, she so. could have just said that. Yeah. Like, How's
0: he to know? Yeah.
1: He doesn't even know there's a south of France. <laughs> He's a moron. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's why he was really angry with his mom. He's like, yeah when I became king,
1: someone told me uh, about the Mediterranean. Somebody
0: explained to me about the south of France. <laughs> and, well, I'm, uh, Mother, I am very disappointed in you. <laughs>
1: Uh, It's the uh, medieval version of finding out that Father Christmas doesn't exist. (laughs) Although the opposite, I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've all had that horrible revelation as a child that the South of France exists. And it's like, but we're not living (laughs) there?
1: And instead we're living somewhere worse than Normandy, apparently. So, in November 1043, uh, Edward rode to Winchester with his three leading earls to deprive Emma of her property. Possibly because she was holding on to treasure, which rightfully was supposed to belong to the king. Treasure? (laughs) So she was really Uh not... Helping her case there at all? She's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I will not like, cooperate." Yeah,
0: so she's like, "No, I had this, this is this is old treasure. I had this. Tre- I brought this treasure
1: with me. <laughs> this is my treasure. I actually found this with a map. This is not king treasure. Yeah. This is pirate treasure. Totally uh, different.
0: You didn't know this, Edward, because you've been spending a lot of time in the north of France. Despite my many <laughs> invitations for you to come and visit me in Bruges, but I'm quite the detectorist, <laughs> and I found this. Yeah, out in a field one day. So this is actually this is all technically mine. My <laughs> treasure. So um, I don't know why you're even here, and I don't know why you brought 3 year <laughs> that's really weird Especially- you need three-year-olds to come and talk to your own mother is that what this is
1: I mean, moral support, anyway. intimidation, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Emma's advisor, Stigand, was stripped of his bishopric in East Anglia. No.
0: Not Stigand! Stigand was one of my favorite characters up to yeah, this but point. Also... Who the fuck is Stigand? <laughs> what? You brought Stigand up like I'm supposed to know Stig- Oh, not Stigand! Yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know why that's there, but...
0: Loyal bishop to the queen, Stigand? Yeah, I like
1: <laughs> the phrase, stripped of his bishopric. That's like the yeah. most humiliating thing you can do to It's like they.
0: It's like uh, when you lose rank in the army and they rip the... Rank off, but instead they just, I don't know, rip your hat apart and then break <laughs> their scepter over no, their knees. They just
1: squish the point so it's not a pointy hat anymore. Yeah. It's just that like you don't have the dignity of a bishop anymore. However, so again, this is a really pointless whole sentence about Stigand because the next sentence is, however, both were soon restored to favor. So maybe oh. she gave the treasure back and it was all fine.
0: She's like, I, this has all been a big misunderstanding. Of, of course, I was just holding this treasure for you. I know you've been busy. So I was just like, I have this treasure. And I'm just like, actually, I was like, I, I tell, ask ask anybody. Ask Stiggin. I was about to go and visit you next weekend and bring all the treasure with me. I was just like getting around to it. But I know you were like so busy with like the new the coronation and getting like learning everybody's name in the court and everything. And I was just like, I'm just not going to bother him with this treasure. I'll just hold on to it for him. And that's what I was doing. And I'm sorry that you felt like you had to come down here with your Earl friends. Nice guys. That them hope you had like a lovely trip they seem very nice guys but um but yeah so sorry about that so here's your treasure so we're all good then Huh? I
1: think we're learning a lot about your relationship with your mom.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, well, that's moving. Um, anyway.
1: So, Edward's position when he came to the throne was weak.
0: Oh, I would have thought his position would have been sitting. Very
1: nice. Effective rule required keeping on good terms with his three leading earls. So maybe that's why mm-hmm. he took them on a road trip to take his treasure back.
0: Hey, come on. Remember we had that fun road trip to go see my mom? That was fun, right?
1: Will you back on, on. on this treatise now?
0: Yeah, come on. Can I still be... I can stay the king then, right? Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, in 1043, so the same year he was crowned, um, Godwin's eldest son, Swain, different Swain to the first mm. one, was appointed to an earldom in the southwest Midlands. And on the 23rd of January, 1045, Edward married Godwin's daughter, Edith. So, Ooh. a political alliance slash marriage. It's very it's Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. this.
0: Yeah, sounds nice. She, she was nice, Edith. Sounds like a nice lady. <laughs>
1: We know anything about Do we Edith? We find out anything about her. A little bit. <laughs> Somewhat. Okay.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing more about this rich character of Edith.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, there's not much of a character arc here. I'm, I'm going to oh. be honest. But I mean, she must have impressed Edward because soon afterwards, her brother Harold and her Danish cousin Bayorn were also given earldoms in southern England. Oh, that's nice. That meant that Godwin and his family now ruled subordinately all of southern England. Oh. So, Mm. Godwin really was the the Game of Thrones playing character, really. Marrying off his daughter and all his kids. Got a pretty
0: good deal out of that. He doesn't have to be king. He's just got a bunch of stuff that he gets to run. He doesn't have to worry about
1: the... The weight of the crown. The headache of being the king, Yeah. yeah. However... A year later, from when I uh, two years later, uh, in 1047, Swain was banished for for abducting the abbess of Leominster. So, turns out, even if your dad is the most powerful earl in England, you can't just kidnap nuns. It's it's just frowned upon.
0: Like Swain, I, I wish I could let this go, but I mean, the abbess?
1: I mean, you could have had you any have of just, the other. Kidnapped you, a regular? you could have had a junior nun, sure, but not the abbess. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's tons of nuns in that abbey. You could have just, <laughs> if you still, I could have, I could have, like, you know, maybe taken a blind eye to, like, just a rank and file nun, but the abbess, like, oh, I can't. Sorry. Exile. But you know what's a great place to be exiled? Is Normandy. I'm telling you, it is amazing. <laughs> you um, like the weather here. You are going to love Normandy.
1: Good points. Good points.
0: So Swain gets exiled, and then, did, was Godwin upset about this? Well,
1: in 1049, Swain returned to try and regain his earldom, but this was said to have been opposed by Harold and Bjorn, so his no. his own brothers. So presumably, Godwin was like, we'll let it go. <laughs> I've got enough yeah. sons. We, we can just forget about that well, one. Well, I
0: think Harold and Bjorn probably got Swain's earldoms. Correct. They split that up between yeah. themselves and they're just like, oh, we really wish you could come um, back <laughs> and do.
1: But- no, no, it, it would have been like, I'm sorry, Swain, but. As your brother, I just cannot accept Abbess kidnap. Um, that is just, yeah. like, you have sullied the family name with that. And are you sure this isn't about the fact that you've now got all my lands? No, no, no. It's a um, a principle issue. It's a matter of principle.
0: Yeah. It's totally unrelated. Yeah, it's just a principled stand that we're taking.
1: So Swain <laughs> responded reasonably. <laughs> he murdered Bjorn and again went into exile. <laughs> so he's like, fine, I'll do more crimes and I'll go back to Normandy. All right
0: counterpoint what if i murder bjorn and take his properties and you, you have the you same can amount still of properties. Keep yours, yeah yeah harold you've got your same properties yeah. and then i just have bjorn's properties and that's that works out well i think for everybody right <laughs> well huh? uh well i've already murdered bjorn so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so edward's nephew ralph was given bjorn's earldom and the following <laughs> <Ralph>. year yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a a really interesting variety of names, this one. Everything from Godfigu to Ralph. Yeah. But the following year, Godwin secured Swain's reinstatement. Again, Godwin is too powerful at this point if he can overrule, like, exiles that come as as the result of murder.
0: Godwin's like, I can have two sons, but no fewer than two. (laughs)
1: Yeah, basically. If
0: Bjorn is dead, I don't know how to get Swain back.
1: And that must have been Swain's reasoning as well he knew that his dad would succumb to son math so uh yeah, yeah.
0: you can come back swain but i am calling you bjorn from <laughs> now on
1: yeah in ecclesiastical appointments edward and his advisors tended to show bias against candidates with local connection and when the clergy and monks of canterbury elected a relative of godwin as archbishop of canterbury in 1051 mm-hmm. Edward rejected him and appointed his friend, Robert of Jumiege, which I'm guessing is somewhere in Normandy.
0: (laughs) This is a great guy I know from France. You're going to love him. You're
1: going to love him. (laughs) Robert claimed that Godwin was in illegal possession of some archiepiscopal estates. I guess that's why he didn't want Godwin's relative to be Archbishop of Canterbury. He's quite a big bishop. In September of that year, Edward was visited by his... By three ghosts. (laughs) Edward was visited by his brother-in-law, Godgifu's second husband, Eustace of Boulogne. Eustace...
0: Okay, who the fuck's (laughs) this guy?
1: Well, he caused... An affray. I don't know what that word means. I meant to look it up, and I ran out. Of like time.
0: A, a commotion. <laughs> a commotion. Yeah, that might be something like that. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like Anyways, treason.
0: Let's use context clues. Finish okay. that sentence.
1: Well, I just googled it, and it says a person of guilty of affray if he uses or threatens unlawful violence towards another. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. His men caused an affray in Dover, and Edward ordered Godwin, as Earl of Kent, to punish the town's burgesses, but he took.
0: Wait, why does it... (laughs) It's very victim-blamey,
1: isn't it? (laughs) If, like, this guy Eustace (laughs) comes over causing trouble, and then uh, Edward's like...
0: Obviously it's the people who live there that's the problem. What the fuck is their problem? (laughs) This guy comes in... Yeah,
1: I I think this is just all in here to, to illustrate Edward's saintly wisdom here. Okay but Godwin took their side and refused. Edward seized the opportunity to bring his overmighty earl to heel. Archbishop Robert accused Godwin of plotting to kill the king just as he'd killed his brother Alfred, Mm -hmm. which we did forget, while the other two earls the other two of the three leading earls supported the king and right. called up their vassals. Vassals? Vassals. Okay. Swain and Harold called up their own vassals, but neither side wanted a fight. It's a vassal
0: and... off. Yeah. I love it that neither side wanted a fight. It's like, I uh, got all our vassals out, but I'm not really into it. Are you guys into <laughs> it? No. no, I'm really
1: I mean maybe they got get got up their vassals and then they were like, This is turning out to be a lot more expensive than we originally anticipated.
0: Yeah. Oh, these are our vassals? Oh man, I forgot how shit our vassals are. Guess yeah. what they
1: had the option of doing instead? You're Oh, uh, they all get married. Godwin <laughs> and Swain each gave a son as hostage, and they were sent uh, to Normandy. Wait, what?
0: Who's in Normandy now? Isn't no, Normandy's isn't... just where Edward... you get
1: exiled? Okay, so, well,
0: man, can't go anywhere in Normandy without tripping over some exiled royal. Like <laughs> yeah, they're... so
1: the Godwins' position disintegrated as their men were not willing to fight the king. Edward punished Edith for this, his wife, because of her dad's crimes, and sent her oh. to a nunnery. So that's that's <laughs> what we learn about Edith. Uh, okay,
0: wait, so, wait, how is this Edith's fault? I feel like he just wanted to get rid of you.
1: <laughs> it's always the woman's fault. She was probably wearing like, something I... distracting. Yeah, oh. I mean,
0: I don't know, It's just this seems like, it's just like I didn't really like this lady Anyways, I just married her for political convenience. Yeah. And now now I'm just going to send her to a nunnery. Yeah.
1: Well, Archbishop Robert, in fact, urged him to get a divorce, which hmm. doesn't seem like a very Archbishop of Canterbury-ish thing to do, <laughs> given that this was like, you know, 500 years before. Yeah, AWA. I was gonna say this is
0: back when the Archbishop of Canterbury was Catholic. Was, yeah, was Catholic. Yeah, but I just love this. Like, ah, just get a divorce. He's like, isn't that against the rules of the of your church? I it's make like, the ah, rules. Whatever. Yeah, don't worry about. It. I get everybody gets. You're king. You get one. Everyone gets one
1: cardinal sin.
0: We'll just call this one a mulligan, all right? We know you didn't really care about her. Nobody liked her. (laughs) Poor Edith. Poor Edith.
1: So, Swain went on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I guess he didn't like Normandy and died on his way back.
0: I must tell people that it's very warm (laughs) down here. They need to know about the weather. It's yeah. so sunny!
1: I, I have to say, as someone who has been to both Jerusalem and the south of France, uh, <laughs> there is such a thing as two war. Godwin and his other sons returned with an army a year later and received considerable support while the other two earls, they failed to support the king. Both sides were concerned that a civil war would leave the country open to foreign invasion. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. we don't care if you guys are fighting, but we don't want any of those French scum. Yeah,
0: guys, who cares if we're in Who's in charge here, right? Like, as long as there's not some, there's not some frog. Or maybe another Dane, like the Danish, or uh, just yeah, like the breathing down Yeah, probably
1: more likely. <laughs> the king was furious, but he was forced to give way and restore Godwin and Harold to their earldoms, while Robert, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and other Frenchmen fled, fearing Godwin's vengeance. Edith huh. was then restored as queen, and Stigand, who'd acted as an intermediary between the two sides of the crisis. Oh, he's come back! I forgot about Stigand! Yay! Stigand's back! <laughs> Stigand. I, love it. I like
0: that whenever Stigand walks into a hall, they're like, it's, it's Stigand!
1: Stigand's, Stigand's <laughs> back! Stigand was appointed Archbishop of Canterbury in Robert's place. This caused big controversy in the church because he retained his existing bishopric of Winchester and this plural bishopric situation caused a dispute with the Pope. (laughs) We thought we were like Team Stigand, and now it's just like, nah, he's just put a spanner in the works. Stigand seems
0: like a victim of circumstance. (laughs) Where? can I just like when is this guy gonna do anything even remotely saintly like this is not even like we're a saint podcast and there has not been a single fucking thing that is even remotely religious except for when the appointment of a few exile, bishops when he was
1: in exile he was pious so you apparently say. So, they say. so they say anyways well right, okay well how go. about this right. in the 1050s Edward pursued an aggressive and generally successful policy in dealing with Scotland and Wales happy now <laughs>
0: uh that doesn't sound good in
1: 1053 Edward ordered the assassin Of the South Welsh prince, (laughs) in reprisal for a raid on England, and Reese, the prince, his head was delivered to Edward. So does does that does that answer your question?
0: All right, that's great. Yeah, I mean that's a classic saint move, you know, assassinations and (laughs) you know, collecting of body parts. Yeah, that's great. Well,
1: I mean, you know, we're not onto relics yet,
0: (laughs) the relics are usually the saints. Not like this is my relic collection.
1: These are all my adversaries.
0: Does he have, like, mounted on a wall like a bunch
1: of heads? <laughs> like deer heads. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? They would have rotted away by bunch now. A bunch of taxidermied
0: royalty, you know? <laughs> I have this one posing with his hands up, so he looks really fierce.
1: <laughs> ah. They wouldn't have really been trophies because he didn't actually kill them. He just got some Oh, whatever. But, barely counts.
0: Yeah, it's like saying Obama never killed anybody. It was just all those drones. <laughs> what was he supposed to do?
1: Well, I'm saying you can take the guilt, but not the credit. Right. Anyways. Anyway. Until the mid-1050s, Edward was able to structure his earldoms so as to prevent the Godwins from becoming too dominant. But by 1057, they controlled all of England subordinately, apart from Mercia. It's not mm. known whether Edward... That's the worst
0: part, <laughs> is it? Oh, no, right.
1: I don't know. It's not known whether Edward approved of this transformation or whether he'd just accepted it. But from this time onwards, he seems <laughs> to have begun to withdraw from active politics, devoting himself to...
0: Backgammon? I don't know what. Hunting! Hunting, oh. (laughs) You see, I thought
1: you'd think that I was going to save the church. (laughs) uh yeah
0: actually i should have thought charity work yeah
1: <laughs> no hunting which he pursued that each day after attending church so there you go I, he still m- found time to go to church every day before i hunting. love
0: that he's become like depressed he's like they up like uh you know godwin's taking up well, what am i supposed to do about it <laughs> i don't know i'm just gonna go hunting
1: this is my emotional support dead game in october 1065 harold's brother tostig earl of northumbria was hunting with the king when his thanes in Northumbria rebelled against his rule, which they claimed was mm. oppressive, and killed some 200 of his followers. <laughs> what oppressive? I'm not <laughs> hearing any of
0: this. I can't imagine why.
1: Tostig seems to have been a favourite with the king and queen, who demanded that the revolt be suppressed, but neither Harold nor anyone else was willing to fight Tostig. Edward was forced to submit to his banishment, Tostig's banishment, and the humiliation may have caused a series of strokes which led to his death.
0: Wait, Tostig was banished? No, wait, he was banished banished by by Tostig
1: and edward was embarrassed by this oh, okay. he was too weak to attend the consecration of his new church at westminster which had been substantially completed by the end of 1065 what
0: church is that westminster abbey some church in london you, you should have heard of yeah <laughs> yeah i know I one. All right, it's fine. i've been to westminster abbey oh well there
1: you go uh, i did a rubbing there once oh very that lady was very upset
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I did a brass rubbing yeah yeah,
1: yeah no i know it's just a... I went there. you rubbed one out in westminster abbey we get it just stop talking about it (laughs) whatever i
0: was just like winston churchill's grave hello (laughs) erection (laughs) okay so edward tried to put down this revolt yeah couldn't do it
1: yeah so the humiliation may have killed him
0: He died of a broken heart heart, or humiliated heart?
1: So he probably entrusted the kingdom to Harold and Edith shortly before he died on the 5th of January Uh 1066. We say probably because obviously after he was dead there was a whole issue of succession and the Norman conquest, etc. So on the 6th of January he was buried in Westminster Abbey and Harold was crowned on the same day. Uh So that Harold was Harold Godwinson who was killed in the Battle of Hastings. Uh But yeah, that was Edward Saintly life.
0: Again, I. I Any questions? (laughs) Every question. Okay. What? How? What? Where? What? Why? Why? Well,
1: weirdly. Edward was the only member of the English-British royal family to have been canonized. That is... So he set the bar really high, clearly.
0: I was like, yes, I can see that no one else in the British royal family has ever been canonized. That makes total sense. But the fact that this guy was canonized also makes me think, like, then why weren't the rest? Because I don't really see (laughs) how this guy... Confessor. So does he have... So I assume he doesn't have any relics because he was buried in Westminster Abbey, right? Well...
1: His relics are thought to still be in Westminster Abbey.
0: Okay, they can't. In, they keep a tight lock on those bones in well, that place.
1: So he was canonized in 1161 and objects connected mm-hmm. with his reign became holy relics. The monks Ooh. at Westminster Abbey claimed that Edward had asked them to look after his regalia in perpetuity for the coronation of all future English monarchs. Although the claim is likely to have been the Abbey self-promoting. I
0: was going to say, it sounds like they're just trying to keep themselves in a job. He said, we need to take care of this stuff and it's very important and (laughs) we have to get paid very well for it.
1: Some of the regalia probably had been taken from his grave when he was reinterred and it became accepted as fact that they were holy relics, basically, and this became the first set of hereditary coronation regalia in Europe. A crown referred to as St. Edward's Crown is first recorded as having been used for the coronation of Henry III in 1220. And it appears to be the same crown worn by Edward. Nowadays, a replica of that crown is used. So oh. <laughs> it's like a half relic now but yeah no no stories of like random bones and things oh was
0: the old crown lost or do they just don't want to use it because it's really old and they might break it
1: yeah so during the english civil war parliament melted down the crown because oliver cromwell regarded it as a symbol of the detestable rule of kings good for him <laughs> yeah so when the monarchy was restored they made a replica
0: <laughs> and they engraved fuck you oliver cromwell on the inside yeah okay so what about miracles does he have any miracles associated with it
1: uh, he does. All
0: right, let's hear it. These better be fucking good because <laughs> his life left a lot to be oh, desired. Well, as much I as know. I hate
1: to disappoint you, Matthew, it's not that convincing. Oh. We're probably not too shocked to hear that. But the belief that Edward was a saint was supported by his general reputation for religious devotion and for generosity to the poor and infirm. And that's that's hmm. the thing, you know, because history is written by all the other earls and stuff, and they don't care so much right. about the poor. So I don't know how we know that he was good to the poor, but apparently. Apparently he was, so just trust it. Okay. Some of the, it's
0: a, You know, the poor, they carried his name. Yeah. They were like, oh, that Edward. Such a... Great Lovely God. man. Yeah. Once tossed me a crust of bread out of his carriage. Pretty sure he was tossing it to me. He might have just been throwing it away in general. But either way, <laughs> I ate well that day. So. The
1: belief he was a saint was supported by the relation of a number of miracles, unspecified. I,
0: lo- I love when it's just like so many miracles. Yeah. Oh, couldn't even just consider can one. Of oh, one. who yeah. could even, where would you even start? Yeah. Like, just a lot, you know?
1: This is listed under miracles. When he was younger, he took a vow to make a pilgrimage to Rome, but then the king's stuff got in the way. So he commuted to the vow and was like, I'll make Westminster Abbey instead. So that was oh. his like contribution to holiness.
0: Was it like, how would I even get to Rome? I'm pretty sure France ends
1: <laughs> in, in Paris. Middle here.
0: There's nothing there's yeah. nothing between. It's not like there's some south of France it's there. <laughs> there what?
1: So there was a tradition that he was so pious that he never slept with his wife.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if piety is the reason for that. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, this is disputed again by historians, but, you know, for the purpose of trying to demonstrate that he was a saint, I would say he was very pious. Basically, it's unlikely that this was due to voluntary abstinence as opposed to other factors in not being able to conceive. Just being
0: into Edith?
1: Well, no, I think he, as a king, he probably would have, you know, done his duty, the whole lie back and think of England phrase but didn't produce any airs, so that was you know, a positive spin on the situation rather than no, blaming Edith, which is, is probably what many people around the time would do and say, you know, you're barren. It's like, actually, you're very holy.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, I would love to put a baby in Edith. Nothing would make <laughs> me happier. But Jesus but doesn't want I'm, it. Uh, I got a bit of a higher calling here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and according to legend, as Edward was returning from mass one day, he gave his ring to someone who appeared to him as a poor pilgrim, but turned out to be John the Baptist.
0: Wow (laughs) Lucky Like the one time You give your ring away It's like Oh John the Baptist Pretty good Get a lot of points for that Yeah But but, I mean honestly Like John the Baptist Doesn't need your ring Yeah
1: Lucky guess On the acts of charity Mm -hmm. But 24 years later Two English pilgrims Were returning From the Holy Lands And met another pilgrim Who introduced himself To them As Saint John Through them John sent word to Edward That he was grateful For his charity Saint John (laughs) Promised the pilgrims Mm -hmm. That in six months the king will be with John forever. The message brought joy to the royal heart. And as predicted, this indeed happened six months before Edward died. So So wait,
0: so some pilgrims are coming back to England. They run into John the Baptist.
1: The same tramp from before. By the
0: way, when you get back, can you tell the king? I'm really grateful for the ring. ring. I'll see you in about six months, if you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. edward was like thank god it's nearly oh, over
0: i've been trying to fill the hole with hunting yeah. and it really isn't working yeah, so exactly. yeah sweet release of death come and get me yeah. swing low sweet chariot <laughs> come and carry me home
1: oh. d- d- not impressed by the miracles no Fair not enough. even a little
0: bit because they're what vague acts of charity from a guy who also like assassinated people yeah. potentially meeting a fake guy
1: <laughs> are you saying it wasn't really john the baptist Is that what you're telling me?
0: He's like, I uh, I lost my ring. Probably John the Baptist took it. (laughs) (laughs) not wanting to have sex with his wife probably gave that ring to a prostitute good point a sex worker rather I don't see that any of this stuff rises to the level of decent let alone well
1: you know it's our first one back I thought I would set the bar very low for you you've never had anyone assassinated I assume yeah sure and you occasionally give money to charity so I wanted to emphasize to you that you're doing I occasionally
0: give money to the unhoused people on the street and I don't ask that they be John the Baptist.
1: <laughs> no, but that was the point, is he he didn't even know it was John the Baptist. Didn't he?
0: <laughs> Wait, you see this guy with the halo up there? I'm gonna give him my ring. I think it's gonna pay off. <laughs> But anyways, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing with, like, any saint we have that was also royalty. Yeah. It feels like more of a PR move than an actual, like, they've earned sainthood. Yes,
1: definitely. But then, again, like, have you really been that impressed by any of the saints? Some of them
0: are very <laughs> nice people. They, that's but, true. But, you know. But, I mean, there are uh, lots of
1: nice people now who are never going to be saints. And it's because they weren't there to build monasteries. I, like, there are a yeah. lot a lot fewer saints now and i don't think it's because people have got worse case in point
0: if anything people have probably gotten better on the whole i mean it's basically just seems like well he made westminster abbey so okay this guy can be a saint like
1: (laughs) basically hmm. so you're not impressed fair enough well based on all of that what do you think of his uh um
0: is he the patron saint of boy notaries (laughs)
1: no but an, an
0: army of young lads in suits with stamps holding clipboards <laughs> yeah can you i'm gonna need you to sign here and sign here mister thanks <laughs> that'll be three lollipops
1: <laughs> yeah. boy notary was that the only one That's, <laughs> no got. i don't know.
0: That was just i think that just, boy notary sounds like a like a failed comic book from the 40s, <laughs> <in> the 40s. <laughs> trying to
1: inspire kids to want to go into clerical yeah. professions is
0: he the patron saint of hanging out in normandy no he's or not
1: even the patron saint of normandy. normandy
0: being exiled to. Okay, parts of France. Yeah.
1: No, weirdly, he is a patron of Sestriere in Italy. What? For some did he ever go to Italy? No. He was meant to no. go to Rome, yeah. but to go he
0: did Is he the patron saint of making empty promises about going to Rome? <laughs> Uh, is he the patron saint of half-canutes or full-canutes?
1: <laughs> no, but he is a patron saint of separated spouses and difficult mm. marriages. So that could fall under that category.
0: You say difficult marriage? Yeah. Oh, because my next guess is he is a patron saint of difficult mothers.
1: Nope, just marriages, apparently. I
0: don't know. Her mother, His mother seemed like a piece of work. Yeah, Whatever happened to her in the end? Did we did we get her final fate? Did uh, she end up exiled no. again? <laughs>
1: Probably. All right.
0: So uh, what are his patronages? So
1: difficult marriages, separated spouses, area in Italy. He used to be the patron saint of England. But then, what happened? I guess George was just more impressive. Then comes along
0: a sexy dragon slaying yeah. knight. Say, who's this Giving fella? a
1: ring to someone pretending to be someone else just doesn't really compare. Yeah.
0: What's this? He's got this cool cross as well. <laughs> this is a nice flag. What's ever um, got? Nothing? Uh,
1: he's the patron saint of kings and the English royal family. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad they've got someone in their corner. (laughs)
0: Yeah, cool. It makes me feel like I sleep better at night now (laughs) knowing that, like, kings have someone to turn to. Well, to be fair, like, at
1: least he isn't the patron of, like, the poor because he wouldn't be, wouldn't do a very good job of it. Probably would he. So if if the royal family are going to have someone in their corner, surely it's only fair that it's someone unimpressed.
0: That's fair. I mean, yeah, I I don't know what good advice he's getting. Like, if King Charles is sitting up at night and getting divine visions from, you know, Edward the Confessor, just like, why don't you murder some Welsh guys?
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's why Charles had to be Prince of Wales first. Just maybe that's meant to neutralize the threat of assassinating Welsh oh, okay. people.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, oh, the Welsh are people. Th- oh, okay. I see no <laughs> much problem. Yep, Kings, so that's it. What, the, was that the Kings, Kings the last one?
1: and specifically the English royal family. Oh, the family. English royal
0: family. Yeah. yeah. Again, somebody who needs all the help they if can
1: a, get. If anyone needs intercession and someone fighting their corner, it's the monarchy.
0: So, Anna, do you think that you would ever have the Edward Confessor intercede for you well for any, any spiritual needs.
1: I have lots of siblings, including half siblings and full siblings, and we fight sometimes. Do you got any half canutes? <laughs> we don't have any canutes. Yeah, I I have <laughs> troubled relationships with lots of members of my family. So I guess I can relate to him on that level.
0: You'd like to exile a few.
1: Yeah. I mean to be fair, like one of my sisters now does like quite a lot of overseas work with refugees and asylum seekers. So I guess you could call that exile. She's like self exiled. Right.
0: Yeah. If only the rest of them would catch the hint, right?
1: <laughs> but I'm not really sure how helpful Edward would be unless you wanted to, like, do a couple of fake out invasions on somewhere and, like, yeah. sort of look like you're about to invade somewhere or claim a throne and then just actually retreat a bit and try again another time. I was
0: going to say, he seemed pretty, pretty impotent with, like, the, the family stuff because, like, he'd be like, hey, come on, don't murder each other. <laughs> and then they would. And he'd just be like, uh,
1: fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> like part of the campaign for him to be made a saint was this idea that oh he wasn't actually that into power he just it was just what he was born to so he just had to and he he didn't really love being rich and in charge of everything but who does <laughs> <laughs> it's the classic wealthy person thing to say of money money doesn't buy happiness uh, right it's
0: a gilded king yeah.
1: oh wait. I've just realized something that I I would what? say would be something that I would respect him for. And that is when you make a promise that you really can't keep and you have to scrabble around to find a creative solution to make it up to the person that you've let down. So it's like, okay, fine, I'm, I'm not going to end up going to Rome, but here's a cathedral. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes, I didn't make it to your party, but here's a cathedral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like this is a bigger burden than actually. That's <laughs> you didn't need to do this. Yes. Yeah, I think that if I ever had to reinvade to get my stuff back like if I ever had to go back to America
1: <laughs> You uh, would do so to on like, a To seize
0: yeah, to like seize my family's legacy, which is not just like a three bedroom house in, in Florida. Yeah. You know, I guess that'd be helpful, you know, if I ever had to go there and, and rest control of, of my parents' empire, which again is just half an acre with a pool in Florida.
1: You didn't tell me about the pool <laughs> i I think some invasion is on the cards now for a pool.
0: We'll take them by sea. I think I would be helpful in that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I guess it makes sense that he's the patron saint for the royal family because he's, he's like operating us and useless. Us, a yeah. big yeah, on like a bigger scale than us and just like, I don't know. we're not we're not doing we're not trying to keep various earls happy so we maintain power. <laughs> so we can't relate yeah, it's not very relatable, is it? No. It's just like, yeah. So, but Fair. I can see why England kicked him out as their patron saying, you know, in favor of a cool working class guy, guy who kills dragons for a living, you know.
1: <laughs> that is work.
0: Yeah. He knows how to earn money. You know, the only way he knows how: murdering dragons. Yeah.
1: Better than assassinating Welsh people.
0: True. I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I haven't really done either. So. I mean, there's a
0: lot of Welsh people, but I'm just saying like, there seems like there's a lot more Welsh people than dragons. So...
1: Like, cause there's a dragon on the Welsh That's flag. That's true. So...
0: Maybe the dragons and the Welsh are in solidarity with each other cause they know that they're often targeted targeted by...
1: English patron saints. Um, yeah. Patron,
0: patron saints. So uh, that reminds David, like, me, Mina.
1: by the way, there is uh, one more thing you don't know about Edward the Confessor. He's
0: behind you right now! <laughs> so
1: the 5th of January, the date he died, is his saint day in the Catholic Church. But in right. the Church of England, he's actually celebrated sometime in September, I think, which is when his relics were translated. And they have a whole week-long celebration at Westminster Abbey called Edward Tide. So... <laughs> Doing this in January means everyone has like almost nine months to prepare for Edward Tide. Uh, so you're right, welcome. Right,
0: that's the date for yeah. your diary. Um, put it in there. The tide rolls in in September. <laughs> well, Anna, thanks uh, for telling me the tale of this royal guy. Not super saint. relatable.
1: Not super inspiring. Yeah but again not encouraging guy... if he can be made a saint maybe you right could i think
0: that i don't have the uh the pr <laughs> team behind me i don't know people who want to burnish the reputation of their past monarchs hey
1: you were the one that, that tried to sell oxford as the uk's comedy capital so i would say you... that your levels of ambition are
0: you don't comparable. know that it's not you can't uh there, nobody <laughs> checks that <laughs> but yeah a guy who just didn't want to be king didn't seem to do a great job of it but he did build one nice building that we've all been to <laughs>
1: <laughs> have we i don't think i have I Actually, you no. I there? went to a conference there.
0: Yeah, and I thank you for telling me about this uh, this unrelatable saint.
1: <laughs> You're always so welcome. And his
0: uh, sad royal dragged-out uh, existence. Yeah, uh, I think he was just you know he should have just stayed in Normandy. I think he just would have been happier <laughs> there. I don't know, like he shouldn't have gotten dragged back into but this. Listen, whole...
1: the grass is always greener on the other side of the English Channel. That's the lesson. I really. so.
0: But thanks again, Anna. That's
1: okay. Have a blessed month. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.